1: Listen to a Cross Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Welcome to my show, Money Making Conversations Masterclass. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspiring people to develop their plan to reach their dreams. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. You can only exceed expectation by believing in yourself. People always talk about their purpose or gift. If you have a gift, leave with your gifts. And don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living in your dreams. My guest is Tanya Lewis-Lee. In 2022, IndieWire featured Tanya on their 2022 Rising Female Filmmakers to Watch. She is a producer, film director, writer, entrepreneur, and women's health advocate, delivering meaningful content that resonates with marginalized communities for over 20 years. On the heels of our influential children's book, the U.S. Department of Health partnered with Tanya as the spokesperson for their A Healthy Baby Begins With You infant mortality awareness campaign from 2007 to 2020. 20- 2013. Tanya's on the show today to discuss her new documentary. Following the deaths of two young women due to childbirth complications, two bereaved families, galvanized activists, birth workers, and physicians to reckon with one of the most pressing American crises today, the U.S. maternal health crisis. Lee co-directed, co-produced Aftershack, which Aftershock, excuse me, which examines the U.S. maternity mortality crisis. It currently is airing on Hulu. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, the wonderful Tanya Lewis-Lee. How are you doing?
1: I'm good, Rashawn. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. And I'm I'm happy to be here in conversation with you about the film. We
0: well, you know, I, I the reason I, I hopefully I, I did you justice in your intro, because to do a documentary like this, there has to be some history, has to be a person who just didn't have a good idea, came across a good story and and, and made this amazing documentary. And by at least giving this background, and it'll, it'll let them know that a lot of emotion, a lot of history a lot of experience went into creating Aftershock. Talk, tell us about how you got involved with this project.
1: Yes, and like I said, I really did appreciate your introduction because, you know, it was because of my children's book, Please, Baby, Please, uh, that the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services reached out to me and asked me to be a spokesperson for their infant mortality awareness raising campaign, uh, A Healthy Baby Begins With You. And it was through that campaign that I was able to travel the country and learn first of all about infant mortality. I didn't realize the U.S. at the time when I first started had an issue with infant mortality in the United States. I didn't realize that Black babies, like Black mothers, are dying at three to four times the rate of White babies in this country. Um, and I didn't know about about so I didn't know about the disparity. So um, through my travels, I had the opportunity to meet and talk with lots of women Um, and inevitably a woman would tell me a story about a friend, a sister, a cousin, somebody who had passed away from childbirth complications. So it had been something that I had been thinking about for a while because I was hearing it firsthand from the community. Uh, and then back in 2017, 2018, uh, the New York Times, ProPublica started reporting on the issue of maternal mortality here in this country. And it seemed like that then was the time to really go out there and, and make this film to raise the awareness so that we can do things to uh bring the make for better outcomes.
0: Well, let's let's talk about that making the film, producing it, getting the concept in place because this is a personal project from a standpoint is about African Americans. Uh it's about them uh being at the high end of the mortality rate. It's also some history, it tells you it's, it's, a, it's a documentary and it, it informs. It educates you especially in the end. How would you when you presented this project and and start producing it? were there any pushback or people didn't understand exactly the message you was trying to deliver with Aftershock?
1: Um, You know, it's interesting. I do think that when we first started uh, working on the film, um, not so much pushback, but I think that people did were like, what is this really about? How right. are you really going to tell the story? Because mm-hmm. it is such a huge systemic issue. Um, and I think initially some people thought, well, it's about Black women's health, so it shouldn't cost so much. Uh, your budget's too high, bring it down. And we really felt like, Uh, The story needed to be told in a way uh, through people's lived experience, uh, not as a survey film, just people talking to camera, although we do have a couple of experts. And we felt that the film deserved to be told the right way. And so it would cost what it would cost to make it. And uh, we stuck stuck to our guns and made the film that we wanted to make.
0: Well, you know, what people don't take in perspective is that when you're dealing with emotions, they can't be action. OK, it has to be captured. It has to be it has to be uh, authentic. It has to be there for the moment. So sometimes hours, sometimes days are put into perspective to gather those moments, because this is an emotionally charged documentary because it involves death. And and that's which leads to the title Aftershock, you know, because of the fact that. Um, You know, you always hear this uh, when children die before their parents. They say no no parent wants to bury their child. The goal is for the child to outlive the parents. And this situation is about relationships. How did you encounter the individuals that you are featuring in your documentary?
1: Yeah, it was uh, really something else. Shamani Gibson passed away in oct- October 2019. And in December 2019, her mother and her par- her mother, Shawnee Gibson, and her partner, Omari Maynard, decided to have an event that they called Aftershock, which was essentially a celebration of Shamani's life. But at the same time, they wanted to have a conversation with the community. So um, they put out an invitation on social media that we saw, we reached out to Shawnee and to Amari and asked if we could film. And, you know, it was really wonderful that they allowed us to come in and film because they wanted the word to get out about not just what happened to Shamani, but about the birthing outcomes in the black community. And Amari uh, was someone who is someone who, when he hears of a father, who has been left behind because his partner has passed away from childbirth complications. He reaches out to them and says, Hey brother, I got you. I'm here to support you. And he did that for Bruce McIntyre when Amber Rose Isaac passed away in April of 2020. And he reached out to him just to offer support, told him about the film. And then, and then Bruce, you know, joined uh, with us. And so, uh, and for the same reason, because a week after Amber passed away, Bruce had a press conference because he wanted to be in conversation with community. He wanted to demand accountability for Amber's death, but he also wanted to have the conversation. And so we were very fortunate that we were able to catch up with uh, Shawnee, Omari, and Bruce so that we could tell the story because they wanted to tell the story.
0: Yeah, I, I, uh, Just talking to my audience, you know, I love talking to talented people like uh, Tanya Lewis Lee. You know, she said we reached out to them and uh, they allowed us to come in. You better have a name you can Google. You better have a <laughs> reputation. You better have a brand. You better have an awareness that you just don't call somebody at a very uh-huh. dark, emotional moment in life and say we want to come in and videotape without a reputation that they know you have a you have their, their you have their their, their their goodwill at heart. This is the 2022. I said at the top rising filmmaker to watch by IndieWire, and that reputation that you've developed over the years is part of your brand. It allows you to get in a door and use your name to be able to not only push back on the money, which I I, I was really. Taking it back, we said, "Well, this black women. Why is it so high?" You know, and they we get that. We get that a lot because I've been in the television business for a long time. When I was a Steve Harvey was over at the WB, and the WB sitcoms were cheaper produced, even though it was on the same platform as a white sitcom. So the dollar uh, wealth gap they talk about in the world is. Also in entertainment too, by the way, if y'all don't know that. And so you have to deal with those issues and you're able to overcome it. Is it the relationships? Is it being able to have the resume that you have, the experience, be able to counter the conversation that allows you to be successful in this really polarized entertainment business that we call, you know, supposed to be equitably equal?
1: Yeah, I think that it is true. I mean, having having a reputation, having a... Um, You know, a track record, if you will, uh, certainly does help. And stacking the deck as you go, right? Um, Dawn Porter is also an amazing documentary filmmaker who's an executive producer on our film, Aftershock. Uh, And so having her there... Um, you know, you're right. Shawnee, Omari and Bruce were very aware of myself and my work. And so, and they trusted me, you know, we, Shawnee and Omari from Brooklyn, uh, you know, we are Brooklyn people. They, they, (laughs) they know my husband is, you know, represents the Republic of Brooklyn all the time. Mm -hmm. So there is that comfort. And and I'll tell you, I felt a real responsibility uh, to make sure that we honored uh, Shamani and Amber and represented the family in a way that um, is authentic and, and true to the spirit of who they are. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushon McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushon McDonald.
0: It really interesting when I got an opportunity, when the interview came to me, came across my desk. He said, you got to interview her. You got to an interview her. And I go, okay, what, what's she doing? What's she talking about? And then when, I, when, they, when they sent me the uh, log line on the documentary, mm-hmm. I, I have six sisters, okay? And, uh, and so I come from a family, a uh, big family, nine kids. Both my parents uh, stayed in the home with us for inner city. And so uh, I, I, I'm a very much aware of uh, a sudden loss of life. So I know that, um, you know, sometimes you have to be honest with your audience and let them know that this is not just a story to me. It's a personal journey. The emotional loss, the suddenness, the shock, the anger, the comfort that you don't care about, you mm-hmm. know, because the comfort can't change what has happened, um, the, the future that you were planning that is cut off, you know, the, the plans. The, it's just so many emotions unless you personally been there. And I was personally engaged with the two men who are, are prominently featured in your documentary because I was shocked and still shocked. I still think. I still reminisce. I still do the what ifs. And so all these things you had to take into perspective doing this. You have to be at a level of sensitivity that this is beyond just recording a story. This is a journey that they, guess what? We will never forget. I will never turn my back on the what ifs. I will never forget those moments or moments, but it's something that you, through through brilliant hands and experience, uh, have allowed me to take that journey again. And I thought I would never do that again, Tanya. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, well, I do hope that in watching their journey, uh, Amari Maynard and Bruce McIntyre, that there is comfort in that because yes. you are not alone. And, yes. and I think that there are a lot of men. And one of the things that I think is really exciting to come out of the film because of Bruce and Amari is that uh, black men and men in general are mm-hmm. talking about paternal mental health. Right. I think, you know, often when a woman has a child, we think of maternal health as just uh, just being about a woman. But it is about a man, too, because it still takes two to make a baby. And men um, go through the process as well. And then when there is a loss. They're the ones left behind, as as in our case, to raise the children on their own, uh, and and they need support. And and they have learned, uh, Bruce and Amari, how to support one another, how to support other fathers, and to really engage in this conversation of what does it mean to be a man to, be, to have lost in this way. And right. um, I think it's a really great opportunity for us to have that conversation, get men talking more, being more vulnerable uh, with their feelings with each other right. so that they too can heal.
0: And it's important. Like I said, um, when when I look at the, what you are doing and what you're presenting, and you know, we're talking to um, Tanya Lewis-Lee, her documentary, which is airing currently on Hulu is called Aftershock. What I did realize is that you always hear that term, it's a miracle to have a healthy baby. When something like this happens to you, you realize that it's absolutely the truth. It is a miracle to go through the birth process. I'm talking about the mom. It's a miracle for the baby to come health, out healthy. You know, every day after that baby's born, you you touching them, you making sure they're breathing. You 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 you. It's just a it's just a journey. Making sure they sit upright. To make sure they when they lean to the left, lean to the left. All those journeys and all those stories are being told in your documentary because we it, it, it's it's over. A, it's not a, just a six month period. just years, as you see the. Growth and uh, that is shown in footage. When you're putting the pieces all this together, what is your thought process, Tanya and Tanya, and making sure that we understand the journey, the pain, and potential results of what you're trying to accomplish with this documentary?
1: Yeah, it was really important for us to tell the story of the U.S. maternal mortality crisis through the people who have lost. Uh, at the same time. We wanted to balance that with solutions because this is not something that we can't fix. I, we did not want the film to be just sad and tell you a problem and then leave you with like, now what? Um, and so we really and we also wanted to give you context of how we got here. So we talk a little bit about history we um, we balance out with uh, experts who explain to us wh- how we got here, wh- what are the problems, and um, how do we fix it. I also have to say that Shawnee, Omari, and Bruce are activists, so they did, lo- they did lose their family member, but they also became very activated, and they are inspirational in that they turn their pain into power, as Amari says in the film, and are really trying to make it better, not just for their family, but for, for right. all of us, so that, that we can have better outcomes. So it was really important with the film to balance sort of the, the, the hard truth with what can be positive, the positive potential outcomes that we can have, and to showcase that there are a lot of people on the ground doing this work. There mm-hmm. are reproductive uh, rights, ju- um, reproductive justice rights, <laughs> reproductive <laughs> rights people out there doing the work. Yes, there I are warriors am. doing the work every day, getting very little shine, very little money for the For the fact of all of us.
0: You know, what what, what angers me, and it's a positive, well, I shouldn't say positive, is that, you know, their loss forced them to become an expert, forced them to become an expert. And that's not right. And that's what shined the most out of this documentary, is that the whole documentary is about, it's not right. It should not be happening. And these two men and this entire family of experts and galvanized to for a greater cause, are here because people the system failed them. The system failed them, and so many ways it failed them. And some of it's tied to because any lead project they go, the lead project is going to educate you. By the way, and then they they she went into the educational book, and I'm I'm gaining knowledge when you realize that you know C sections make money. They do the hospital. They they, they that's the big payer. We're gonna do a C-section. It's gonna make us some money. And then, but I really, really got into a portion of the documentary where we talk about midwives. And that really, you know, I actually played that back. because you know, I went, this is really because you know, I don't think I know it all, but when I see if my minor sociology, black history, uh was my, my was my minor in college, got my little straight A's, and when I get information that delves into this area, I go, you got to be kidding me. But when you hear the truth how stunned were you or were you aware when you started doing this research and reading about the midwives
1: Yeah the midwife situation is when you really think about it it is so crazy the United States is the only developed nation that does not have midwives integrated into women's health mm-hmm. and and that is based on a racist premise mm-hmm. because black midwives were were those that, that took care of everyone giving birth back in the day, not just black women, but white women too. But when modern medicine came in, they took the economy of birthing out of the hands of black women, put it into the hands of doctors, white doctors, and 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 trying to push us all to go into hospitals so that they could have the economy, and then launched a campaign against midwives telling us that they're dirty, they're witches, they're dangerous, that still exists today. Uh, And it is it is it is not good for us. It's, it's killing us. And uh, so I was I was actually really surprised by that and really grateful to Helena Grant, who is the midwife in the film, who is an amazing historian. Amazing. Let's say
0: it one more time, Tanya.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Helena Grant, we could have had an entire film with just a camera on Helena telling us so much. There was so much we couldn't put into the film that she educated us on. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rishon McDonald. Now let's return to Money-Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald.
0: You know, we always talk about, um, you know, you hear this critical theory that runs around (laughs) and people don't want to give you the facts about life and history. And this is one of those... Great moments when I hear about people trying to deny actual history. This is something that happened. This is something that's because it happened. That means it's happening today. That means that people have been outlawed and participating who cared about the process instead of being hired to do the process, which is a big difference. And you guys make that distinction in Aftershock. Talk about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, I I think that, again, with midwives, they they were there. They are still there. I mean, the idea is to educate you about your body, right? A midwife is there from before you get pregnant to while you're pregnant, postpartum, a lot. Most of these deaths happen postpartum. And midwives are there to watch you, educate you about your body, and really empower you so that your body can do what you need it to do. Um, the thing about uh, uh, obst- uh, obst- uh, uh, gynecologists and obst- obstetricians is that they're they're really surgeons, and so they're really looking for a problem. Yes, you know they're and they're ready to operate. And again. I just want to say C-sections are really important. Thank God we have them because they are necessary in the right situation. But what has happened in this country, as you mentioned, is that it's become about money. It's become about the economics. So we find ourselves sort of rushed and pushed into unnecessary C-sections, which are major surgery, which will cause which can cause problems later down the line. Um,
0: Tanya Lewis Lee, um, my wife, had a beautiful daughter. Okay. And when the opportunity presented itself, they said, Mr. McDonald, would you like to be in the room while your wife delivers? I said, no. (laughs) I said, I wait outside. Please let me know when that beautiful child is born. And I come in with all the drama, all the trauma, all that is gone. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, an aftershock. I was shocked because I got (laughs) to see an actual delivery of a child. Now, I say that. I don't know if I should say thank you for allowing me to see that because I wasn't traumatized like I thought I would be. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you were able to, I wouldn't say the word convince a couple to allow that to be filmed, but it would talk about that whole process there because that was amazing.
1: Yeah. Again, again, we were so lucky to find an amazing couple. We didn't have to convince them at Mm -hmm. all. Um, you know, Felicia and Paul Ellis, they, you know, Felicia was pregnant in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, there was a doula service there, uh, the Tulsa birth equity initiative reached out to her and said, we can, we can get you a doula if you'd like. And, and she said, yes. And that's how we met Felicia. Felicia wanted to share her experience because as she says in the film, being a black woman, uh, a pregnant black woman is like being a black man at a traffic stop you have to pay attention every step of the way <laughs> but, so she was really willing to allow us to go on the journey with her mm-hmm. and again as she says in the film she's thinking she's just gonna have give birth the regular way you know with a doctor and at a hospital but then, Towards the end of her pregnancy, she's like, "Wait a minute, maybe there's another way." Mm-hmm. And allowed us to go with her and find the birthing center and the midwives that uh, would attend with her at her birth. And her husband attended with her. Yes, he and was. I'm glad we got you to see the birth. <laughs> Same on you. Uh, you got. It wasn't you. traumatizing. Now wasn't. I'm gonna tell you something, Miss
0: Lee. We have a relationship now. We have you, you. You took your boy down the road. I thought I I wasn't gonna see her again. Ever in my life But I want to thank you I want to thank you I want to thank you uh, uh, Because of who you are Because you People trusted you You're telling a very powerful story, a very needed story, Aftershock, which is currently airing on Hulu. It examines the U.S. maternal mortality crisis. And always when you hear the word crisis, somehow it just falls heavily on the black and brown community. And we talk about that, and it must be talked, and it will continue to be talked. And I I know we're about to wrap up, but I will tell you something about me personally. I, for somehow my life has been interesting. When I was a senior in high school, way back in 1976, I was, I did a report. My senior class report was about morphine babies. Babies who were born addicted to drugs. So I've always had this journey, this, this, uh, knowledge to, 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 to make it right within the black community. And to know, and then, then it goes from 1976 to see your documentary in 2022. All I can say is wow. Wow. That's a blessing. That's a blessing to know that I've met a person who uh, has the same values I have. I didn't continue down that lane, but you brought me back and you brought me back with a slap upside the head and said, boy, Get back in that saddle You you will You will head it down The right track I will promote this for you I will tell people about it As much as I can possibly tell On my social media And my newsletters And everything Fantastic project Congratulations to Hulu For allowing you to Have this documentary Over I know a lot of them Over there On X collection They're great people And uh, again Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation Masterclass
1: Thank you so much for the conversation, Rashawn. What a pleasure.
0: Thank you. And if you want to see this video or hear it, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host.